Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Svechnikov tries to play it back for Shea. There will be scooped up by Kairou. Doesn't get across it. Great play by Jarvis to get all the way back in time to help out. And then he intercepts the second pass and gets it to Svechnikov. What a heck of a play. Hard working from Jarvis on the back. Svechnikov scores! He got 19 games without. Side and puts Carolina on the board. What nothing. And now a chance for Svechnikov and he'll score! His second of the period has put Carolina up 2 nothing. You want special. You can spell it Svechnikov. Stahl almost comes up with an intercept on the diagonal pass. Now a chance for St. Louis to come in and oh dear Gussie! Frederick Anderson with the glove! Absolutely stoning the former Kane Levo. Svechnikov tries to get to a loose puck. Deflects out for Burns. His shot goes wide. Aho gets to it. Tries to chop it out in front. Reacts for Fox. Second opportunity inside of it. And Aho scores! All the Canes working hard this period. And Sebastian Aho finally pays it off. 3-1 Carolina. Four shots on that power play. And Frederick Anderson stopped them all. St. Louis 0 for 2 with a man advantage as the Canes penalty killers do the job again. Now Aho comes up with a steal. Drops back for Jarvis and he scores! Oh, the patience of Joe and Jarvis buries it. 4-1 Carolina. There's 30 seconds left in the power play. And across the it Anderson sneaks over. Can't control the rebound. Burns tries to clear as another Larson is saved, delivered by Anderson. Ten seconds to go. A quick shot by Levo, and Anderson with another save. The Canes will clear this one. Now kept in, but it won't matter because time expires, and the Hurricanes, for the 38th time this year, get a W. 4-1, the Hurricanes get on the Blues. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. Hurricanes with a 4-1 win over the St. Louis Blues. Inside, we played an indoor hockey game. Here at PNC Arena, Hurricanes pick up yet another win. We're going to dazzle you with numbers tonight. First, let me dazzle you with this. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, like windows, entry doors, storm doors, roofing, siding, awnings, railings, oh my, AluminumCompany.com. Go online for a free no-obligation estimate there. Sammy Hanna and his crew take good care of you. How about that? Well, 
Uh, Hurricanes uh, did the thing again tonight, their fourth straight win. We're going to dazzle you with some numbers right here. In their last 15 games, 13-1-1. In their last 35 games since Black Friday, 28-4-3. 28-4-3 since Black Friday. Just digest that for a second. I mean... They're as good as anybody in the league. As good as anybody in the league. I don't know if they're the best team, but they're right there. <laughs> that is exactly what this team this team is night in and night out. Just really, really good. And they have a chance. We'll briefly discuss the last couple of weeks before the trade deadline and what all of it means. And we know that other teams around the league are adding, and I think a lot of those teams are adding to keep pace. They're chasing Boston, they're chasing Carolina, and they're chasing the ghost of the Colorado Avalanche, who I know Kale McCarr went back into concussion protocol. Hopefully he'll be okay. Want to see Colorado look like Colorado again because they're so doggone good. Anyway, a uh, lot of things to uh, to talk about. So let's see how much how much of it we can get to uh, in a short period of time. Let's start with the Knights' first star, Andrei Svechnikov. He had not scored a goal in calendar year 2023. It's not like he hasn't played well, but ultimately, as Chip pa- Chip Patterson, as Chip. Alexander from the NNO told me during the first intermission when he was a guest uh, during the Hurricanes broadcast. He's paid to score goals. No offense. Mix some of those in. Now, Andre's played really well, but he hadn't scored since December 30th. He had two tonight in the first eight minutes. Could have had more. Tried a lacrosse move. Uh, it was probably the right play, considering, and he almost pulled it off. Colton Pareko just got to stick to it. That denied the chance. Uh, but Andre was great in other areas tonight. He had setup after setup after setup. Uh, he set up the Ajo goal, which looked like it was going to be a uh, a goal for Jesper Faust. I thought Faust made contact with the puck. He did not. Uh, I guess it went off a defender and ends up in the on the backside to Ajo, who kind of whiffed at it first and then shoveled it past. Craig Bennington for a 3-1 lead that actually restored the two-goal lead because Justin Falk scored a goal early in the second period to make it 2-1. Carolina was a little bit sloppy with the puck in the first period. They got away with it because Freddie Anderson was so good. Uh, I thought Carolina's best period was the second period, but I thought they were good really throughout third period. You know, they uh, just trying to get out of here, <laughs> not get just like the third period against Washington, on Saturday night at Carter-Finley Stadium. He had a 4-0 lead. You're just trying to get out. Carolina went to the third period with a uh, a 3-1 three, three lead. They got the early goal from Jarvis, and then now we're just trying to get out. Carolina played a really good first three or four minutes of the period, and then let's just shut it down. Let's get out of here. Let's not, uh, let's not do anything dumb. And Carolina was, again, really, really solid throughout. But it was good to see Svechnikov finally get rewarded for good play. And as I've said, I said this all throughout the summer. I meant it. I mean it probably more today than I did then. 
the Hurricanes' real improvement. We wanted to get better from last year. The Hurricanes' true improvement was always going to come from within. It was always going to be Svechnikov gets better. Natchez gets better. Jarvis gets better. Kokaniemi gets better. These guys were going to have to come come through when the Hurricanes needed them to do so. And right now, this is where the goals are coming. The goals are coming from the places they're supposed to come from. It's now that Andre scored a couple of goals. Seth Jarvis has gotten back to scoring goals. Now he's got 12. Like very, very quietly, the guys who are supposed to be producing are starting to produce. And I think what you're seeing is the Hurricanes are becoming a more dangerous offensive team. They're not all the way there. And I'm not saying they shouldn't go out and try with $10 million of available cap space, that they shouldn't try to add something at the trade deadline that makes them better. I would love to get another player in. But you're not going to damage the core of your team. You're not trading uh, a young player off the roster. You're probably not trading anybody off the roster, to be perfectly honest. And you've got a nice mix of veterans who, who know what it's about, who can help this team, who can play a little bit of a harder game. And maybe that's where Carolina can add to, you know, it's just a guy who can play a little bit more of a ornery game in the middle of the ice. But is that guy going to be in your top six? Probably not. I would like to see them add another defenseman or whatever word I just tried to say. A left-shot defenseman would be great for this team. Somebody who could either be an option other than Calvin DeHaan or who's good enough to play in front of Calvin DeHaan. By the way, DeHaan has played really well. Jalen Chatfield has been, I can't even express what Jalen Chatfield has been. I said I was going to dazzle you with numbers. I'm going to do that right now. Jalen Chatfield leads the Hurricanes at plus 22 this year. He is plus 22. Again, the plus minus stat, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know how significant it is, to be absolutely honest. But he's plus 22. And they keep stat. They keep the stat for a reason. It can't be meaningless, right? But, for instance, Jordan Stahl is only a plus nine. Do we think that Jalen Chatfield is a better player than Jordan Stahl? No. So I'm not sure what it means. But I know plus 22 is good. He's been dynamite. He was good again tonight. He's been good basically every game. So, Rod Brindamore told me about two weeks ago, like, I can't even remember when he was responsible for a goal. He adds Carol. He adds to Carolina's wealth of talent on the blue line. And if they were to add somebody, theoretically, who could play in your top four, and Chatfield is a guy who can play in your top four, he's already done it when... Jacob Slavin missed seven games or missed six games. If you had another player who can play in your top four, now you've got depth on the blue line. So if you end up in a double overtime game or, you know, worst case scenario, you lose a guy to an injury, now you're covered. So with that cap space, 
maybe the priority is the blue line over a forward. But I think they need, I think I would like to see them add both. Somebody who can score in between the circles. Somebody with a little bit more abrasion, a little bit, of, a little bit more uh, weight in the pants. And then somebody who can play the left side on defense. Again, not saying that you have to replace Calvin Nahan. But if Calvin Nahan was your seventh, that would be great. Just like uh, if you added a forward, even a forward who can play on your fourth line, if Derek Stepan became your seventh, or you're at, rather your 13th, or if Paul Stasny became your 13th, that would be okay. Ideally, if there was a center out there to add, then that would be the best because it would be really nice to have the luxury of really just covering for yes, yes, Perry Kokaniemi. Kokaniemi has played great the last month, but is it a hot month or is this the guy that he is becoming? Third pick in the draft, right after Andre Svechnikov. Remember that in the twenty, in the summer of twenty eighteen. So there's a reason he was picked third. There was a reason he was picked ahead of Brady Kachuk. There was a reason he was picked that high. Darlene, Svechnikov, Kokaniemi, Kachuk. I think fifth was what was fifth Philip Zadina from the Red Wings. So there was a reason he was picked that high. Everybody thought he was going to be a great player. There were some who thought the Hurricane should have taken him and not Andre. They took the right guy, obviously. So... The Hurricanes organization have about less than two weeks to figure out what Jesperi Kotkaniemi is. Is this who he is? Is he a a true second-line center? Or is he a third? And really, on this team, it would be a fourth, but a third-line center who is just playing well right now. I don't know the answer to that. But... It probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they could find somebody who could at least give them another option. Is an is an Adam Henrique an op an, a, a possibility from Anaheim? He's got one more year left in a contract at about uh, five and change per year. Maybe even get the Ducks to pick up part of it. Throw him a, a couple of a couple of prospects. I don't think you give up a first round pick for Adam Henrique, but. Maybe you give him a, uh, a prospect or two uh, plus a second. I got right to that, didn't I? <laughs> I got right to the deadline stuff. Uh, it's because we're all thinking about ways that this team can maximize their opportunity this year without mortgaging the future. Adam Golden Studio with my man Ryan Monsine from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You guys have tons of products. Let's talk about gutters, specifically the gutter helmet. Yeah, gutter helmets can make it so you never have to clean out the inside of your gutters again. And also, if you need new gutters, the Aluminum Company can help you out with that too. You don't have to stop, get a separate contractor to do the wood rot, the gutters. We can take care of it all. The Aluminum Company in North Carolina is a one-stop shop. We give free, no-obligation estimates. We can come out there, assess what you have going on with your gutters. 
and make a recommendation and make it so you don't have to get up on a ladder and, and do a dangerous chore anymore. People don't understand how dangerous it is. Or maybe I'm just nervous when I get on a step stool because I'm not very tall. But that product is amazing. The gutter helmet is amazing. Is it one size fits all? Absolutely. The gutter helmet can work on existing gutters, new gutters, five inch, six inch gutters. We can help you with it all. 800-672-4348 online, aluminumcompany.com for a free no obligation estimate for your gutter helmet. Let's get back to what's gone well for this team. Uh, again, they have won four in a row, 13-1-1 one one in their last 15 games. And they've just played incredibly well. So here's who's hot. Sebastian Ajo is hot. 17, last 17 games, 13 goals and 20 points. Svechnikov scored his first two goals in 2023, but he's got two goals, 15 points in his last 13 games. Obviously, he's been producing. Brent Burns, five goals, 14 points, the last 12 games played. Seth Jarvis, two out of his last three games, three-point game. A goal and two assists tonight. Hat trick on Cam Ward going into the Hall of Fame night. Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi, three goals, eight points, last nine games. Tavo Teravainen, oh, that guy. Tavo Teravainen, four goals, 11 points, last 13. Marty Natchez, five goals, 12 points, last 13 games. Freddie Anderson. 959 save percentage in his last three. So, oh, and by the way, as a team, because I think this is significant too, as a team, they lead the NHL in grade A scoring chances. Whether it's per game or overall, they had 26 grade A scoring chances tonight, and they took the third period off after Seth Jarvis made it 4-1. 26 tonight, but they lead the NHL in grade-A scoring chances for. They lead the NHL in fewest grade-A scoring chances against. They are ninth in goals per game. They are fifth in goals allowed per game. By the way, the goals per game is is getting better. Uh, goals allowed per game is staying kind of steady. I think they've dropped just a little bit. They were at one point second or third, but they're fifth now. The penalty kill has been amazing the last 16 games. 43 out of 48, that's 89.6%. It's starting to resemble the penalty kill of last year. The power play is getting better. They didn't get a power play opportunity tonight. Uh, And frankly, I didn't see anything that had to be called. It's odd that you didn't get a penalty, but maybe St. Louis wasn't playing good enough defense. I don't know. Bottom line is, Carolina is starting to round into playoff form. They really are. And now, how do you take supreme advantage of all of it? You've got $10 million worth of long-term injured reserve space to use. They're going to use some of it on something. Tom Dundon told me yesterday that they do want to re-sign Max Pacioretty. Now, what does Max Pacioretty cost coming off a year where he played five games? I don't know. I don't know what Pacioretty cost. Does Pacioretty want to be here? Does Pacioretty want to go... Uh, somewhere else where he might be able to make more money. I don't know if the Hurricanes are going to pay him $7.5 million, $7 million. I don't. Does Pacioretty play for five? I don't know. 
the Hurricanes' salaries for next year could get really interesting in a good way for the organization. Jordan Stahl's going to come down some. They don't have any big-ticket items that are coming up for next year. Paul Stasny will be off the books. Andre Kasha will be off the books, I'm assuming. Uh, Derek Stepan will be off the books. Not that these are big items. Calvin Nahan, more than likely, will be off the books. There might be some younger players in the mix, right? They might make another trade. They might add to the team. But the following year is the really interesting year in terms of contract. I do think that going into this offseason, this is the time where if you are Dundon and Tulski and Don Waddell, this is the time to think about, all right, what's it going to cost to re-up Pesci and Shea? What's it going to cost to extend Aho and Taravainen? kind of contract is Jarvis going to get? Marty Natchez as well. He ain't going to be three, $3 million in two years. He's $3 million again next year. The following year ain't going to be three. So, there are a lot of contracts coming up. But start, there's, they're going to have money. And remember, theoretically, their starting goaltender next year makes $2 million. That's Pyotr Kachetkov. That's theoretically, what it's going to be. I don't know what happens if Freddie Anderson helps you win a Stanley Cup, but next year, I think the Hurricanes are looking at their starting goaltender being Piotr Kachetkov at $2 million, unless they decide to to extend Freddie, knowing that Kachetkov is there to probably play half the games. I have no idea what they're going to do with goaltending. But I think in their brain, in their mind, that Kachetkov is the goalie next year, and they find a backup. Who knows? Maybe that backup is Ranta, to be perfectly honest. Anyway, things are really good, but we're always looking to make them better. And that's where all of it comes into play. And the Hurricanes were really good tonight. I know Rod Rod seemed like a little, oh, I don't know, unimpressed by the first period. I think the only thing about the first period is that they allowed some really good scoring opportunities that Freddie Anderson had to deal with, but he dealt with them, and it's okay. Real quick, just to kind of think back a little bit more on Saturday night, and I know that there were issues that are unrelated to the game and the opportunity, so uh, yes, the parking wasn't great, the traffic wasn't great, all of that, Uh, I'm not unsympathetic to it, even though I may sound like it. Nobody wants to be in those positions where things are not smooth for you. But what an arrival. What a statement that Carolina made, that that Raleigh, North Carolina made to the hockey world. Just an incredible statement. So... Real quick to the standings, because I know the standings matter here. The New Jersey Devils were losers at home to the Montreal Canadiens tonight. They lost, I believe the final score was 5-2. to two, And Carolina now leads New Jersey by five points in the Metropolitan Division with a game in hand. 
I think they still have two more games with the Devils to play this year. Uh, Carolina is nine points ahead of the Rangers with a game in hand. Um, and that's in the Metropolitan Division. Boston leads Toronto uh, by 13 points with two games in hand. They lead Tampa Bay by 16 points. They Both, both teams have played 56 games. The wild card is where it gets crazy. Islanders right now, in terms of points, the Islanders are in wild card one. Florida is in wild card two. But those two teams have both played 60 games already, which means that Pittsburgh, Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa, who are all still in it, have played at least four fewer games than the Islanders and the Panthers. And if we stack it based on points percentage, the Islanders and Florida aren't even in playoff position. Right now, if you stack it by playoff, by points percentage, Pittsburgh is wild card one. Detroit is wild card two. The Red Wings were winners in Washington tonight. Washington is well down, 62 points in 59 games. The best way to do the standings is probably points over NHL 500. The Islanders are plus five. Florida is plus four. Pittsburgh is plus seven. Detroit is plus six. So it would be Pittsburgh, then Detroit. Buffalo is plus five. Buffalo got thumped at home by Toronto. So Buffalo would be uh, the first team out along with the Islanders. The Islanders are also plus five. Florida plus four. Again, Washington just plus three. Ottawa is plus two. And Ottawa's no joke. Ottawa will be a difficult team for Carolina here on Friday. Uh, Ottawa and Anaheim, Friday and Saturday. And these are the types of games. And Ottawa was a problem for Carolina last year. So um, no, nobody should be shocked if Ottawa comes in here and either A, gives Carolina a hard time, or flat beats them. Do not be surprised. Everybody in this league has a has a, an element of danger to them. Ottawa is good and they're playing well of late. 7-2 and 1 in their last 10 games. Uh, so again, don't be surprised if Ottawa comes and stops the Hurricanes four game winning streak and don't lose your junk if that happens. But right now, the wild the two wild card teams based on uh you know, I guess just points over NHL 500 are Pittsburgh 1, Detroit 2. And then it's the Islanders and Buffalo tied for third. Of course, that doesn't get you anything. Florida 4th, Washington 5th, Ottawa 6th. Or whatever. or 5th uh, and 6th and 7th. It doesn't matter. But there's a logjam of teams fight trying to fight their way in to the playoffs. But good signs for Carolina that the Players that needed to get going offensively are going. Jarvis, Svechnikov, Taravainen, Kotkaniemi. See, it's great when Jordan Stahl and Jordan Martinuk are scoring goals, when Brady Shea is scoring goals. It's awesome when that's happening. But ultimately, they'll chip in here and there. The guys that need to go, 
because they're going to have some opportunities. Think about this real quick before I wrap it up. Last year, we were, we were especially at home, we knew that the stall line was going to have the other team's best. We knew that the stall line was going to have uh, Bergeron, Marchand, and DeBrusque. We knew that, and they were good. We knew that they were going to have uh, Zabanajad and Kreider. And here, in Raleigh, they were good. And we knew that Ajo would get another team's best line, but it was that next line, and that was centered by Vincent Trocek a year ago. We needed to see that line do be more dominant. And then the fourth line, which was centered by Jesperi Kokaniemi that had Max Domi on it. Sometimes it had Martin Natchez on it. We needed to see that line better. And that's where Carolina couldn't impose their will, especially on the road. We didn't see a third line and a fourth line become scoring lines. They weren't scoring. They weren't producing. Carolina's going to have that advantage again. So, especially on home ice, you're going to have one of your top scoring lines going up against a bottom six line and many times a bottom pair defenseman. You have to have that line, whoever that is, producing points. And right now, Carolina's fourth line, which has been excellent with Stasny uh, playing in between Stepan and Nason, that line had great chances to score tonight. I'm not worried about them producing chances. They'll get their goals. But it's that other line. And against Washington, Kokaniemi, Natchez, and Taravainen were awesome. They were good tonight, too. They weren't quite as good as they were against Washington. But they were good tonight. The top line, the Ajo, Jarvis, Svechnikov line, that was a great line tonight. Uh, we got a lot of time between now and the trade deadline, although I guess not that much time. Today's 21st of February. We're about, well, I think, less than two weeks away from the uh, from the trade deadline. Is it Was it March 3rd is the trade deadline? So we'll see what happens. We'll see what the Hurricanes do. I hope they do something. They certainly need at least a couple of pieces, and then we'll figure out what the roster looks like. But it should be a blast. All right, real quick before I let you go. Coming up on Friday night and Saturday night against Ottawa and Anaheim, there will be no morning after podcast for those two games. Uh, I'll do a podcast at some point before they play again, I think. But uh, I, um, I am out of town this weekend, so there will be no podcast following the Friday and Saturday night games. I apologize in advance for that, um, but family and uh, other obligations. So I appreciate your understanding in that regard. All right, I got to go. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Check it out. Sammy Hannon's crew do a great job. Aluminumcompany.com for a free no obligation estimate online. Aluminumcompany.com. All right, I thank you very much. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating if you want, but all I want you to do is enjoy it. And we're here after every Hurricanes game, except this Friday and Saturday. So have a good night. 
And the Hurricanes uh, won another hockey game, which is something I've said a lot this year. In fact, I've said it 38 times. See ya. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.